everyone. Welcome back to our cup of our cup of cozy. Welcome back to a cup of cozy. My name's Oriana. And I'm Wanda. I fucked that whole intro up. Sorry. Everyone forgive me. Welcome back. You guys are going to actually be hearing this episode on Wednesday night because we want to make the announcement that we are welcoming in a new segment tomorrow on Thursday. It will be live at around 10.30. This segment will be Release the Bench. And you will not want to miss this because her and I have so many things to chat about. It's a place where you, Ori, myself, can all release our inner bitch. Every day we try to present a certain image for lots of things. Not to say that it isn't genuine because genuinely I am a nice, sweet person. But all of us want to release our bitch sometimes. We want to say to our boyfriend, no, asshole, that wasn't a good thing you did. We want to say to our parents, thanks for ruining my fucking life. And we also <laughs> want to say to all the people that we encounter every day on the Internet, you know what? You've got a computer in front of you, but if you didn't, I'd probably kick your teeth in. So that enables us to have that, and you have that also. We're not trying to be mean to people. We're obviously not really going to hurt people. But we're going to bitch about the things that not only we bitch about, you bitch about, and almost everybody bitches about. It's going to be really fun. So, again, please join us live on our YouTube channel tomorrow at around 1030. That's when we will be going live to talk about it. And uh, then we'll be back on Saturday for our regular Q&A. you know how I like to give our <clears throat> things catchy names? It's actually going to be called R&B, Release and Bitch, Release and Bitch, the R&B section. Just like you guys love rhythm and blues as I do, it's going to be Release and Bitch. I love it. <clears throat> so, excuse me, I just ate, so I will be clearing my throat several times. I don't know what is up with that. Anyway, today we are going to be talking, and I think we've talked a little bit about trust before, but this is going to be trust on another level. Because I think a lot of people, even myself included, have always thought that, you know, we're trusting people. And I discovered... Not I. I know not you. I discovered through therapy that I am actually more skeptical than we may have anticipated. At last! <laughs> Uh, and my mom's going to tell you guys a little bit more about where we're going with this. Um, this podcast was born from something very simple. Ori and I had had a conversation about trusting a situation that someone brought to our attention. And because I am always the skeptic and never trusting of anyone or anything, she shared a little bit more with me. And I thought <coughs> at night, <coughs> pardon me, we're I thought coughing. at night... When we say we trust someone, what does that mean? Do mm -hmm. we truly, truly unequivocally trust somebody? Trust. No judgment, unequivocally, genuinely. And how far can you say that you will go with trust? Because I think it's very easy to say, oh, I trust this person implicitly. And I will go back to, I'll, I'll begin the podcast now by telling a story. A long time ago, when I lived in New York City, we were a bunch of girls that grew up together. And we and our families definitely trusted implicitly. Our families could watch each other. We went each other's places, houses, everything. All that was good. And then when I was about 14 and I moved out to Long Beach, <clears throat> New York, I had a different group of friends. 
And for the most part, they were just as good a girlfriends as others. But there was one particular girl that came to my house and I trusted her like everybody else. You know, your girlfriends and you are hanging out in your room and you got to go to the bathroom or whatever. And when I came back, we were all still talking and everything and everybody left. And then I realized about two or three days later that a particular ring I had was missing. Oh, Jesus. And there's this is the stupid part, but this is the child part. Maybe about a month later, I saw my ring on her finger. Now, this was the era of Love Story. So with Love Story, if you don't know it, it's a movie about Allie McGraw and Ryan O'Neal. They meet in college. They fall in love. She gets deathly ill and dies. And he, he shows you his life before her, with her, and after her. And everything had love. Love means never having to say you're sorry. Love story. Love, 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 love. It was everywhere. And this particular ring, like most of my jewelry, was made by my father. Are you fucking kidding me? So it was very specific. <clears throat> it was a white gold ring in block letters that said love. And in the O was a little diamond. It wasn't a million dollars. I don't even know if it was a thousand dollars. I'm sure it was maybe just a couple of hundred dollars. Not the point. But she wore this ring, and I said, that looks just like my ring. And she said, oh, yeah, I know the ring you're talking about. And I thought, yeah, you do. You're wearing it. And I said, I'm not even not sure if that's not my ring. And she said, well, why would it be your ring? And I said, because, like, I had it in my room on my dresser, and then you guys were all over it, and then it was missing, and now you have it. And she's like, I've always had this ring. Can I tell you something? I would have knocked her out and taken the ring. But really, at that point, being young, what can I do? I, I can't, you know. You could have hit her. I can't do anything <laughs> about it. And there were other friends that were like, yeah, I'm sure she took your ring. So that isn't where my issues with trust began. My issues with trust began way faster and way earlier in life than that. Um, I always counter it to say it started with my grandmother. And I'm not blaming her for my trust issues because they manifested themselves in many other situations that I lived in. But when I was six years old, my grandfather died. And my grandmother told me he was just sleeping <clears throat> and he would never wake up. <clears throat> That's traumatic. She felt it was not a good thing to tell me that he was dead, dead and he wouldn't come back. My mother went on to explain it to me further. But I think that's kind of where my trust issues began. It also began my issues of not being able to sleep because I too thought if I went to sleep, I'd never wake up and it terrified me. So anything you want to share? So like I said, I have never thought of myself as a skeptical person, but I found myself a lot, a lot, a lot recently hearing things and seeing things and being told things specifically in this situation by a particular person. And I was like, holy shit, I am literally believing nothing of what you're saying. And I immediately was like, hmm, something's off. Because I never thought like that. And I do think it's because I had like a string of like not so hot relationships. Uh, people not being honest about like anything that led me to that point. And I have found myself a lot more even recently like, People will post things or share things. I'm like, no. And it's just really funny. I also have to tell you that during the time just now when my mom was talking about the story, um, I had a similar situation 
with someone who was like my best friend with a glitter chapstick, if you will. And you know, it's it's the insignificance of it, of right. the, the item. We were both in um, second or third grade, and I had this like glitter chapstick that she made like comments about several times. But like, she clearly at one point like copped out of my room. And then one day I was at her house, and I was like, "There's my chapstick. There's my glitter fucking chapstick on your dresser." I did take it back. I did. Um. But I was like, you know what? I hope you didn't use it. No. No, I just, for like the purpose. I'm just The purpose alone, I just took it back. I did not. I'm like weird like with stuff like that. The purpose though was there. And I thought to myself, even just now when you were telling the story, I was like, let's think about how many people I could really trust alone with my stuff. Exactly. And <clears throat> I would say it's maybe about... Five girls, maybe See, a little and, bit and more. Here's here's the situation. It is not only just trusting people with your stuff, okay? Mm -hmm. Because stuff, for the most part, is replaceable. But it is the fact that could you leave money out in front of someone? Mm -hmm. How many people could you trust? Because, you know, money is a grand, grand temptation. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> And I believe that that would be the first, you know, situation that would make you go, hmm, not such a good idea. Then you have to take it further and say, would I trust that someone wouldn't backstab me? And unfortunately, I believe backstabbing is one of the <clears throat> easiest things for someone you truly trust to do. Yes. Because they Absolutely. figure you'll never know it's them. You'll never hear mm -hmm. it from them. They're your really good friend. You wouldn't suspect them. But if you really are unsure whether or not backstabbing would go on from very good friends, just take a look at the Housewife franchise. Also, too, I had a, a time where there was a particular girl who was friends with both myself and my mom on social media. And we both, like, really loved this girl. I thought she was the sweetest person. I had found out through, like, things that I noticed. She started, like, screenshotting off of my social media because she would be, like, one of the only people that would have access to these things. And then she started, like, making up like rumors and stuff about me and I was like holy shit holy shit like you would complain to me about people and you would talk about how unfair sometimes I was treated and then when you saw that I was talking to somebody else you were like well I'm gonna make sure this person now doesn't like her so I'm gonna start telling all of these stories so, happened more than <coughs> once too this is what's funny I think there are situations and scenarios that you can put out there. Absolutely. And say, would you trust everybody that you know to get in a car with them? Now, that seems very simple, very mundane. Everybody gets mm -hmm. in cars with everybody, drives, picks up people. There are certain people I would not trust on the road. And for various reasons. I know they get high. I know they mm -hmm. drink and drive. They're yeah. not a good driver. So that's like a first thing. Like, how many people do you know that you can okay. honestly feel truly, do you truly wanna know okay about driving? What's super funny that you said that about driving is when I was younger, I was always so grateful that I had the parents that were always like the drivers because I felt very uncomfortable being in other people's cars. Very uncomfortable. It made me not happy, like, at all. I found it weird, and I just didn't like it. I'm fine now if it, again, is a select group of people. It's not everybody. It's not even everybody I know. 
that I would feel comfortable with. Now, here's another thing. As a woman, you could do it as a man as well. How many women would you trust around your boyfriend, around your husband? Now, I had, back in the day, uh, two very good friends. One of them was my friend first, and they introduced me to their very good friend. And as a threesome, we became a very good triple friends. And everything was going fine. And then one day, this one girl, who was the second girl I met, she kind of distanced herself from our both original friend and became closer to me. And then she would do very strange things, and I started to not like it. She would call my husband over to do electrical things when I wasn't there, when her boyfriend wasn't there. Um, She had a sister who had had numerous affairs. So I began to think to myself, do I trust this person? And as time went on, I saw more things about her that I didn't like, and I finally ended the friendship. And thus ending the friendship, we had a very bad confrontation in my driveway. Now, miraculously, after that situation, my husband got a greeting card in the mail. And it was a very mushy, I love the way you make me feel. Thank you for being so good to me. You showed me so much and you've done so many things for me. Now, they didn't sign their name, but they signed their first initial. And it just so happened to be the first initial of this girl. Now, having been cheated on several times, one would think I would immediately jump to conclusions. But fortunately for me, I knew my husband. My husband has enough trouble handling a wife, which is me. He would never be able to handle a fair. And I know people say, oh, don't say that. No, you could literally say it. Trust me, I can say it. I know him that well. And not to mention, he knows I know where he is every hour of the day. He would always call me and tell me he was going over to this particular woman's house and saying she called me about this or she told me that or et cetera, et cetera. So Mm -hmm. I knew that this was her way of trying to start a problem. So you have to look at things like that. How many of your friends can you trust around your spouses, your boyfriends, your girlfriends, your mates? Now, I feel very differently since that situation. Um, There are some people I can truly say, although I am not a trustworthy person, Mm -hmm. I trust almost as much as I could trust anyone. Right. Around situations. Like that means my jewelry, my money, driving me, being around my husband alone, all of those things. There is a small select group, and I don't trust well, but I can say that more than most, I trust them. I feel the same way. Um, I also had a particular friend um, go behind my back and not ask me and um, followed my now ex-boyfriend on Instagram. And I just found that to be like exceptionally shady because I do believe if you're going to do those things, you should ask someone like, hey, is it okay? Because I am going to say like, fucking why i think that's very unless you're all friends and you all hang out together and you all follow each other's boyfriends and friends but like literally in this case she had never met this person ever like not even one time so i found it like very strange and it, it, it has led to numerous other issues between you know myself and this person now here let's go further how many people would you trust with your children with your pets. Okay, so with my pets, I'm very um, crazy. 
like very crazy. Like they don't really leave my eyesight at all. Um, I do though have so many wonderful friends that have animals that I would feel okay mm -hmm. because I know like like you said before I have a good group of people that I trust more than I trust most people right certain people I like you but like I wouldn't let you really alone with now you know, here's another thing how many people would you trust if you were in a very vicarious situation and what I mean by that is a plane crash a boat sinking you're on vacation with them do you trust that they will try to keep you safe as well as themselves? Let me be really honest with you. I think people need to think long and hard about the types of people that they go on vacation with. Because you can find yourself on vacation in some very precarious situations. And you want to make sure you're there with people that are of sound mind and body. That are not going to be raging it out and blacking out. And that you're going to have to play mommy the right. whole trip. You have to really think long and hard about that. And again, for me, it's across the board. The group of people that I trust, I it's across the board. Mm -hmm. It is a very small, small group. And I trust them across the board. But these are things you have to consider. Also, how many people would you actually trust with something of a very important secret nature? If you had a really life-changing secret, Mm -hmm. How many people could you trust with that life-changing secret? Some of my current friends have gone through a few particular very big things in my life and have kept that um, very personal. And it's one of those things that I found I was, for a very long time, I was very selective about who... I would tell certain things to. Not only because in certain situations I felt ashamed or I felt embarrassed, but I felt like, hey, you know what? I don't want this information to go any further. And for me, like I said, I, I found friends later in life that I have connected with on such a level, which I'm grateful for in the respect of it gave me older friends. I basically have friends my age, maybe like a year or two younger than me, and then most of my friends are older than me. So middle 30s, late 30s, 40s, etc. And I found that worked best for me because I feel like those people have already had certain milestones and dealt with things. So I would be able to trust them, to trust their opinions more so than other people. But getting back to how I view my friend group now, I view my friend group, as my mom said, where the core group of people I can trust with almost anything. And I think that you should never 100-100% trust somebody because I think that's where I've gone wrong in the past. But I trust these people as much as I can trust another person. And I have seen their loyalty through situations of um, different relationships that I've been in and dealing with different things with my friendships outside of the, the core group. I have found those things to be easier to deal with because of the group that I have surrounded myself with. But again, I think they've shown 
certain levels of maturity and growth. And I can also just tell by where they're at in life that they are not going to be the type of people that are going to do certain things. Because I do think certain things that you can't trust about people come with age and maturity. Now, <clears throat> for me, um, my core group has pretty much been the same my whole life. Mm -hmm. There have been other people I have added to it that I'm happy about. Um, I'm going to ask this of you, and then I'm going to talk about it as myself, and I think you should all ask yourself this. Do you feel you have more male friends you can trust, more female, or do you think it's even and mixed? I think it's even and mixed. Now, for me, I tend to trust the men in my life more, and I will tell you why. Mm -hmm. The men that I have in my life that are my core group of men friends have not only been in my life for a very long time, but they are very protective of me against other men and women. Mm -hmm. My women friends are not as protective of me, and I don't think they can be as protective of me. I think just women friendship in general lends itself differently because I think naturally men like to assume the role of a protector. Exactly. Because I notice it as well with my men friends. They handle situations and they handle dealing with me in those situations differently than like my best girlfriends. I agree. But for me, I do think it's it's mixed because I do think I trust both sets of friends implicitly. Well, and I think the final point we have to make to really ask yourself, and I think all of the stuff we brought up today is something you should think about. Like, who are these people? Maybe. Where are they in my life? Also, too, we can have a second part to this as a live to really discuss different situations that you guys have been in, that we've been in, that have really shaped how we trust because and, I do think yeah. that's only natural to be shaped by and I mean obviously we, we've shown today we've all been and everybody has been in a situation where a friend a family member now for me I had a large amount of family members that I really thought they not only adored me and loved me for me but would always have my back and they didn't close family members that turned their back on me that told lies about me, that started rumors about me, that had a completely different opinion than me, than they actually portrayed to me. So I think that you always need to look at certain situations where you say, okay, just because they're family members, that doesn't mean loyalty. Blood relative does not mean loyalty. Absolutely does not, not mean trust. It doesn't automatically equate that. So that is my last point is to look at your family. Do you believe that, and I'm not trying to make or cause problems within families, no. but be open to the fact that just because someone in your family is your family member, it doesn't mean they have your back. Right. Blood does not always mean the utmost respect and loyalty. So yeah, maybe if you guys are interested, if you could let me know in the comments or wherever, if you would like this to be continued as a live topic where we could sort of hear your stories about how how you trust people, who you trust, what situations you trust them in. Is there a different person you trust for each individual thing? Because I think that's a very realistic situation that a lot of people have. And I think if you are, there are people in your life that you're not 100% trustworthy with, I think you should let them know. Say, you know, I really like you, I feel good about you, but in certain situations I don't feel I can trust you. Why do you think that is? And maybe then you can solve it, maybe not. But at the very least, I think it's good to put them on notice so they kind of know, you know what, you may not be able to pull the crap on me that you have in the past 
or could in the future because I'm kind of wise to you. Right. So with that being said, we would love if you guys would join us tomorrow for our Release the Bitch segment. It's going to be a lot of fun. You won't want to miss it. If you can't make it tomorrow, we will see you at our Saturday Q&A. Uh, which we do each and every week. So please make sure you subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We post new episodes all the time. Until next time, everyone. Watch where you put your trust. Watch who trusts you. Trust is not something that is given, but earned and learned. Stay cozy.